Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the College Chaos Podcast. I'm Garrett Ross, alongside my man Jack McKenzie. And how are you doing on this wonderfully rainy day in Waco, Texas? I love the rain, but you'll probably hear it through this episode. I have severe congestion right now. Actually, why does it feel good rain? We're gonna roll this. Well, it's probably because you've been up like running around. Maybe you loosened it up, and you know, maybe yeah, you yeah. This, this, the stress you. of some technology not agreeing with us <laughs> very much in the last like five minutes has probably helped that somehow. Yeah, it's it's always something. The adrenaline. <laughs> Whoa, let's go. <laughs> but man, not nah, dude. It's uh, it's been an interesting week for sports. Uh, you've had like incidents happen at Alabama once again. Um, then imagine betting it. on a on your own baseball games like Dude, imagine it uh, yeah it's um well we're gonna get into that but it's it's very intriguing. imagine being the modern pete rose no. yeah for real dude like that's uh that, that's something to get and it's worse are when, people gonna get mad at me for saying pete rose isn't modern you know i think i don't know if they'll get mad i think it's one of those things where you've got to come to grips with reality and realize when these people are like pushing aarp commercials oh yeah i should stuff. say this one other thing to those people i'm 24 years exactly, old exactly exactly you're coming from a different vantage point and i already feel like i am decently old like i am a full-on oh, adult somehow it is so you're old if you think if you think uh that pete rose is modern uh, anyway yeah yeah not get, to derail us right away <laughs> get away man hey, just get ready dude. you got some arthritis and everything coming your way in about 10 years so. you know what else seems like it's been derailed from the start honestly what's that pac-12 meteorite negotiations dude like that it's never been on track it it's one of those things where like once you hear one thing uh 10 minutes to an hour later it's something totally different or like if it's been on track it's been this really crazy meandering like where the hell are they going track that they didn't think they'd even be on but the big 12 jumped in front of them and forced them onto this track well i mean that look dude that's business right like we see this all the time and, and i think i don't feel bad for the pac-12 the least bit like i like the pac-12 i like a lot of the programs out there i love the location I, I i've always just been fond of it i think it's a cool everything they have they have some great programs great schools great traditions but at the same time dude like in this situation you started all of the the negativity and all of the backlash you're getting because you started talking crap saying we're going to get bigger better than what the big 12 has like you started this fight dude like if you've never would have brought that up and then this whole alliance bs that bit you in the ass like, <laughs> I, yeah. to me that that's where like as this progresses i don't want to say it's i'm getting humor out of it but i do not feel bad for anything that's they brought upon themselves. Is that fair? I think it's fair. And maybe I'm forgetting stuff. I don't necessarily feel like the Pac-12 um, like picked a fight. Well, dude, like I, the, the way I'm looking at it, I'm not looking about even recent. I'm like, if you go back even a decade or longer when they were trying to poach Texas and all of that, like they literally stirred the hornet's nest over a decade ago. And it's just finally slowly coming back. And then now we're to a point where 
you've brought this upon yourself and you every time there seems to be an out like you do something to to like hick it up in your group you know what i'm saying like it's constantly self-sabotage yeah there's definitely some self-sabotage there and uh back to your other point like i will feel sorry for like the washington states and that's the oregon the, that's states that's the outlier yeah that's a th those two pretty much it that's it because everyone else they're either very capable of getting the spot somewhere else when and i feel like it's a when uh when the pac-12 uh shifts membership let's say the very nicest way um but in more realistic terms, like Cal is literally gone and part of my language here to start us off, but fucked themselves. It seems like Utah is really close to fucking themselves over. Utah's the weird like one. Like I would say Utah's weird because while Cal has, has done it from a like a an egotistical standpoint, Utah has come in and pressed all of the wrong buttons to annoy everybody. And I feel like they've they've kind of earned it in a sense from being a program who was shunned, kind of like the TCU dynamic in the Big 12, to where you go in and you're dominating that conference in football, which is where all this lays down. Like, I mean, it all goes back to football and the money that's brought in. So I feel like they've kind of like, they're up on this high horse waiting to get checked. But what you're seeing from the fan base and I, like, I never noticed this or paid attention to it. Um, but now that BYU has come into the big 12, you're starting to see more of that hate and that just the negative nonsense coming from that camp. And I could see why if you're like right now, if you're the big 12 and you're looking to bring schools in and you're looking at the camaraderie that you finally established, like, would you want to bring in a program who's going to constantly mess up that vibe? Like that's where I'd be a little apprehensive when I was looking at Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree that you don't want to, you don't want to mess up the vibe there. There are reasons why I'd like to have them in. Holy War well, at BYU, good, yeah. they're good. They're just good at football, but it there, there's some complication there, and it's really of their own making. But um, I kind of want to regroup here because when when I when I asked you like, hey, can we do another realignment segment? Mm -hmm. uh, it was more about kind of gathering some of the latest notes and intel right. that um, that Sigma365.com and the forums has. And while we won't give anything anything like really crazy away, because it's a premium forum. Yeah. It helps our business, the business that we both work for run and the people giving the information in there have sources that they, it would very much mess things up for them and their sources, mm -hmm. uh, their livelihoods even. It's just um, business integrity. Uh, if, if any of that was revealed or went too public, uh, because these are not, these are not reporters. These are not people trying to make a living off this. These are people doing their jobs, living their lives that are connected and trying to share with the community. Um, but the the biggest the biggest stuff has just really seemed to be, it, it feels pretty final. ESPN, as far as like the top tier, I don't know if, if it's technically the tier one, right. but ESPN seems to be very close to out. And as far as linear goes. And it seems like the linear side of things is falling apart, which is leading to this this push, at least the information given in our forums, that it could come very soon that a school, probably Arizona or Colorado, right. starts the dominoes. And there, uh, there was also a note that I think this is easy enough to share because it's more conjecture than inside information. 
Look for it to happen on probably like a Tuesday, Wednesday, possibly a Thursday when those schools and the Big 12, if they come to the Big 12, feel like they can control the media, the media cycle for 48 hours. 24 hours of announcement, 24 hours of reaction. That's intriguing. I think that I still, they're in a weird situation because you've kind of, you need to, while there's no deadline, there's no immediate deadline, the longer it's drawn out, the more antsy and the more outside pressure is building on these these administrators. And because literally, if you're an AD of one of these programs or um, president, anywhere you're going, like your day to day basis, you're spending probably 10 hours of it, probably debating or talking about this. And that's got to be nauseating. Um, so if you're George Klyavkov, I, I think you really need to get this done quick. And because right now, while you have, and, and I believe firmly that every team that's in the Pac-12 would like to stay put, but the more um, dominoes that continue to fall, the more less likely it is that you're going to be able to put something sustainable together, then yeah, you got to expect people to start looking elsewhere. And I think while it, it's probably the most, it's the worst time to be trying to negotiate anything. And while you already knew um, ESPN was kind of on the fence with this, and you knew that, you know, right, you have like the Big Ten where everything that they're taking hold of, now Pat McAfee show gets thrown in the mix. Yes, that's that, that was a big ball out of nowhere. Uh, to So where, like, that's something that you're also going to have to, to, and I don't think they're going to win that battle. I think McAfee's going to get that money, and it's the weird dynamic. It makes so much sense for ESPN because he's already on college. He's becoming the face of college game day. Yeah. It, it just makes sense to consolidate that, have McAfee, his whole home, be on ESPN. And so when you go out and, because he's he'd be leaving a $120 million deal with FanDuel. Right. I doubt he's leaving for less money, which means there's less money for ESPN to spend on stuff like the Pac-12. Stuff that would be their, what, fourth conference? Right, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that is so Andrew Marshan has an article out in the New York Post right now about McAfee's deal, and he's saying that he might take less. He might take a $30 million plus cut to go. But the, the weird dynamic in this that, that I found intriguing was you're looking at a guy who has made his name in the streaming world, right? Like everything yeah. was on YouTube through fan, all of that. that he's game. on YouTube just like exactly. us. And he's gotten to the point now where he's trying to flip and go linear Whereas the pack, like, I think it just shows this solidifies the strength of linear that I thought was kind of losing me personally, because I feel like I watch streaming. I stream more sports than I watch on TV. So that's where I kind of get the dynamic the Pac-12 is coming from with the streaming strong. Um, but this kind of makes me pump the brakes a little bit. Plus, you start seeing all the numbers come down, these companies losing money. So this is another thing that the obstacle that's in their way, dude, and uh, you're going to have to act fast, man. Yeah, you have to act fast, and yet you said earlier, Klyovkov's got to find a way to extend that timeline. He's got to find a way to push, keep pushing it off because what they're getting right now, what they're going to get in this next like three months, if right. you want to put the window at that, is not going to be enough, right? Is that the way you see it? Because yeah. that's the way I see it, and he's already used that. Hey, next, like, wait another month, wait another month, wait. How many times has he already gotten that them to push off? These arbitrary—they're they're arbitrary, but they're still deadlines. No, they are, and they've kept pushing. And how many times can you do that before someone says enough? I feel like I said that two weeks ago when we talked about this, but like, no, absolutely. I think that's what we're at right now. I think you—you have these people at, at these schools who have already been talked about that are you know kind of considering where 
they're starting to be like, you know what? I don't trust you. And if you lose trust in somebody, then what do you have? Like, and I feel like that's starting to be the point uh, where they're at with George Klyavkov. Well, he's yeah, more because so Colorado and Arizona than anybody. I feel like he's come. He's coming to them with pieces of. Well, they said they would give us this much for this, and then they said they would give us this much for this. Except that's like pa- package A and package B have similar elements where you can't sell them to both Disney and and Apple or or whatnot. Because there's overlap there in the content that they'd be taking. So really, when when Disney or ESPN offers, you know, fifty million for this, mm-hmm. and then Apple offers forty million for this, what it really what it really is is oh, they both value this one thing at like twenty five million, right? And both of them can't have the same thing. So you're not actually going to get ninety million. It's probably going to be closer to seventy million. I'm throwing around random numbers well, here, point, just to be clear. At this point, but, if you put something on the table and it was even close to like 30 million and a lot of that maybe if it was 30 million a, per school per yeah, year or 25 even at this point dude, i think they'd be it. lucky to get 25 I would if you're able to get 20 or 25 i would take it right now but if i was cool but, but hold on i would take it just to keep everybody together at this because 25 we're be i don't doing think 25 this, is going to keep it together even if you sell it because all this is going to happen again in five years like that's the thing i think like you've got and even you got to find a way to hold it together now to set yourself up for the future. And but the problem is that's where the Big 12 is already ahead of you. So can you even catch up to that? That's the problem. Yeah. And it's really funny to see someone like Washington State's Kirk Schultz come out here and I don't think he meant to sound like this and so I'm not saying this as some huge indictment of him. But he really came out sounding like the victim. He, in an interview, he said, um, if you said when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably the last five months is pretty close to the worst. It is. I don't it think is. there's anything wrong with that. Except for the fact that I don't think the last five months would have been the worst time to negotiate a media deal if the Big 12 hadn't already done one. I don't know, dude, because... I mean, If the, well, if the Big 12 was still waiting and the Pac-12 was the first to the table... Still in this time frame, yeah. They I would still get it. think yeah, they the would pa- be ahead. Exactly. So you you can sit there, and I I I really wish the best for Washington State because I don't think this is all going to go well for them. But like, you got to be careful when you say stuff like that because, like, you sound like the victim here when really you just weren't a proactive businessman or or business as yeah, a whole entity. His, from his standpoint. I feel like he's got more of a leg to stand on because this program is more of a victim of bad circumstances because they had poor leadership that literally, even before Klyovkov, like, I mean, I don't necessarily think that him at Washington State or Oregon State's president, like... Um, again, I'm not, like, trying to paint him no, because I don't. I don't think he was, he was trying to sound like the victim. I just think that he's not the only person, um, the, the only leader in the Pac-12 who sees it like that. And some of those leaders are the ones who very much could, either together or on their right. own, could have made more proactive choices, fired Larry Scott earlier, brought in someone who would make sure the yeah. Big 12 couldn't jump them in line. Like, you can sit here and say, man, this is so tough. We need more time. Or you could have had someone who wouldn't have gotten themselves in the situation where this time was the worst time because part of it, of all these things aligning where our media deal is being negotiated at the worst time in the last six years. 
could have been changed. Like what? Another thing too is like, where the hell is San Diego State and SMU and all this? Because like, was that just something they threw out there? Like, okay, we're going to add the San Diego market. We're going to go grab the Dallas market. Were they just saying that like that you knew you lost LA? Were they trying to pitch that out there to see if ESPN was thinking, okay, you got a Dallas base, the San Diego base, maybe that makes up for somewhat of the LA, just to see if that would help them get a better deal. And now that They've seen that and realized, okay, those programs really don't move the needle the way we expected. Like, has that just disappeared? Like, that's one thing it, that's confusing the hell out of me. I think it's a, there's this really weird difference between what has happened with the uh, the the Pac-12 and what happened with the Big 12, and I see that difference being that it seems like the Pac-12 after their losses. Mm-hmm was that much more initially stable. They're like, oh, okay. But as time got, has gone on, they've gotten less and less stable. So then they've been like, oh, maybe we need to explore this ad. Maybe we need to explore that ad. Meanwhile, I think the Big 12 is initially less stable. Yeah. As as much as it as much as everyone outwardly said, like, no, we're gonna stick together. Mm. It really did feel like as as being in the middle of it, like yeah. everyone was looking for a life raft. And so Eventually, they were like, oh, shoot, life rafts aren't coming. Yeah. The Pac-12 doesn't want to shop. The ACC is already pretty big and like deep into a long grant of rights. Mm. The Big Ten is standing pat. Yep. The SEC started this. They got who they wanted already. Like No one was shopping. So then, then it became, what do we have to do to solidify ourselves? They turned... It, it became clear they had to add. Yeah. They went from instability to this is our route to stability. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 has been like, no, we're fine. No one's shopping. They felt stable. And they've realized, no, someone is shopping. And then they've been like, wait, how do we how do we avoid that? And it's been this, that, this, that. It's just so crazy it, how it, it's it, just it, seemed, it, it seems like it's so many similar steps that uh, both conferences have gone through, yeah. but they've gone through them in a different order, almost the reverse in my mind, that makes the two situations so different. I, I don't know if you follow with all that, but like... No, I do. I'm just, it's a it's weird just comparison. It's crazy how like that was thrown out there, right? Like, And then magically it just vanished. And I was just like... I, that's what made me wonder, like, because it seems like you put that out there, you realize... Like, that was the bait, right? Like, you were hoping somebody was going to jump on that and take that bait, and it didn't work. And then you, it did make you do, like, some self-reflection of, well, damn, these schools aren't going to do it. What do we do now? Like, it was just, it's just a weird dynamic that's kind of been lost in the shuffle that fascinates me. Yeah. You know what else fascinates me through all this? What's up? Yesterday on 365 Sports with uh, David Smoke, Craig Smoke, and Paul Catalina, uh, Mac Rhodes, the Baylor AD, was on, and you were producing this, so you you heard yeah. all of it. But when Smokey asked him, "Have you like can you tell us if the Big Twelve, in some regard, has been in contact with Pac twelve schools?" He didn't, and like we've met Mac Rhodes, we've both talked with him. He's a good dude, stand up guy, pretty straight shooter. Mac is gonna give it to you straight. <laughs> so when he doesn't, when he didn't immediately say. No, I can tell you, like, we have not. I can tell you, like, your mark has not. He didn't right. He didn't flat out deny. To me, and this is just me reading into it, just, like, 
having met the guy, having talked with him, having heard a lot of interviews because they have him on damn near every week. Yeah. To me, that's as close to confirmation as you're getting as you're going to get without him actually confirming it. And he cannot, he could not, would not, will not confirm it. Yeah. So I think that's as close as you're going to get. Like him not flat out saying no. I think that's that's a guarantee. I would book it. I would book it from a really good source. Book it. Book it. Book it. But you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I told you the nasal thing. God, why are you making fun of me? (laughs) I'm not making fun of you. No, I mean, like, not for real. Like, Mac. Yeah. uh, You get what I'm saying with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really intriguing. It is. I mean, it's... it's, Like, we are so deep into this that I, I just think that having that confirmation is a really interesting thing. I'm just to the point, dude, where, like... I just want to see it over and done with. Like, I, I hope everything stays pat. I hope that the Pac-12 stays in place. If it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, it's college sports. Um, and schools have been changing conferences, and they've been changing who they play. They've been moving up and down for since the start, and it's nothing new. It's just now it's polarized because of social media, and it's taken on, like, a new life of its own. But this yeah, is, it, it, it just is what it is. It is what it is. But it also is what it is for the TV partners. Like, you got you to gotta look at, like, hey, for CBS, does uh, this many football games and the cost it, it gets to secure those rights and yeah. make sure they're produced and, and everything goes smoothly, is that cost higher or lower? And does it bring in more viewers that they can sell ad space to? Um, does it bring in more or less than, like, making sure you've got three hours of scripted television ready to go like i find it hard to say like at maybe it costs i don't know five million dollars an hour (laughs) bro i don't even i I don't i don't know (laughs) that's just a random number that popped in my head but like do you do you think it's more likely that football costs five million dollars an hour and brings in more viewers or scripted television costs five million five million or less dollars an hour and brings in more views like it's the cost of views and I just, because not every network has to think about that. Yeah. But networks like CBS do. So you're taking out players left and right for this and that. And all of a sudden, it just seems like no one really wants to say, yeah, we are the home of the Pac-12. You can get a little bit of them here, a little bit mm-hmm. of them. We're the home. It doesn't seem like anyone wants to say that. Anyone wants to pay for that. It, it, you're spl- like it, You're going to split up the brand if they stick together. And... So if no one will buy all the Pac-12 inventory, then a bunch of companies are going to be fighting over what they get while trying not to overpay for what they get. And that's just going to hurt the Pac-12 brand. No one's going to help them build it. They're going to have to build it themselves. And they're going to have to build it in all these different areas that get probably different pockets of viewers. It just doesn't seem like... I know I say this every time we end up talking about it. The numbers just don't add up. They don't. I mean, you're not going to get the same ROI off of off of the pack that you will any Ooh, other ROI. I mean, you're not bringing it bringing in some good terms here. Got to. And you know, you know what? What uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I, no one sees betting as an investment, right? I mean, I've seen some 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 uh, documentaries where people are posted up in their hotel for their that's their new life because they they relied on it a little too much. Well, I think we're going to get into some of that. People relying on betting for income a little too much. Needing some return on that ill-advised investment. Right? That's right. 
That's what, yeah. Here on the College Chaos Podcast. Not my best outro there. <laughs> <laughs>
bets on college. Like, I, mean, you know, I might, I, I might, like, yeah, postseason. Yeah, I might, I, I might it. sit there with my buddies and be like, "Hey, I, I bet, I bet someone from Bama goes yard here yeah. in, the, in, the, in this game, like five bucks on it or something." I don't know. Yeah, but you like that's me sitting there with my buddies, but not like, putting like petty cash on it. But to think that the head coach, the man in the dugout, setting the lineup every day thinks I can get away with betting on and I I pray to God because somehow this still makes a difference to me I pray to God he didn't bet on midweek games because I feel like that that would have been the worst I I need a not even a weekend series but if that man was betting on his own (laughs) midweek games dude you out here on a Tuesday (laughs) getting getting your buddy to go to a bookie for you and you're calling like oh my word! Here's my like, thing, it dude. makes no sense. How like, could you think you get a, you could get away with it? Because that's the thing. Like you can't tell me this was the first time. Like this is something that has been going on, and it finally caught up to you. Like there's no you cannot convince. Do you me. think this is just him, or do you think he, like there Hell are other no. people he knows? Like he learned this from someone, or he's taught it to someone? Like I, I feel like it, it, all right. I feel like there's that saying, uh, the company you keep, right? Like yeah. I, I feel like. If you're an active gambler on a regular basis, then you hang around other active gamblers. Like, I don't gamble. I've been to casinos. I've been to a handful of casinos. Um, but it's not like, like, I've no, I'm, I'm not made of money. I'm not really, I literally had a conversation with a lady at a convenience store over the weekend. Like, my, I went in there with my buddy, and he's always getting lottery tickets. Yeah. And he's like, you want to go half on this one? It's like $100. I'm like, hell no, dude. Like, I'm too poor Jeez. to be playing some lottery $100 tickets. $100 lottery ticket? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I, I, yeah, I'm not doing that. So there are people out there that, like, do that. Like, I don't have it in me. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> even though the reward might be worth it, I can't bring myself to bet, like, large amounts of money. Like, I, I just, I don't have it in the fabric of my body to do that. Well, obviously you're not a better because you're not out here thinking about the odds of a lottery ticket versus the odds of Alabama winning a baseball game. Like, come on now. I know. And two entirely different things, Gary. I know. But still, <laughs> it's, it's just random. I, I, I'm being sarcastic, honestly, because no. like, just because the odds are better, just because you feel like, especially if you, I don't know, coach one of the teams and feel like you can yeah. control the game somewhat, like... It doesn't matter if he was even trying to control the game to win these bets or not. Just being like, "Well, I I know the team I have, and I know the team I'm about to go against. That's I feel confident this is the outcome." Too, like, dude, like, 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 either he was the most <laughs> arrogant motherfucker out there, being like, "I'm not going to change this game. I just know my team's either going to win or lose this game because I know my team and I know the opponent," or he was the most asinine motherfucker out there, and he was saying. I'm going to change this game because I'm going to need to make more petty cash off of a fucking college baseball team that I can control. It's uh yeah, it's uh, it's interesting and you know like uh it, it's worse when it's a coach, right? Like so not only did that happen, but you had Iowa State and Iowa combined athletes up to 41 players from both programs spread across okay. across multiple sports. I don't know about you. I I'll blame the Bama guy as much as I want. I can't blame these kids at all. No. Because I was boring as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. That Here's was, that was a terrible like, joke. I, I no, I, I always still blame these kids. It's so funny, though, dude, because, like, it's you're constantly using what they do, right, to 
make money for people. But then I, I just feel like it's to a point where if you're not betting on yourself or your team, like I it goes back to what I was saying at first, right? Like I don't have a problem if you're a wrestler at Iowa betting on the freaking uh, UFC fight on card on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, what, no. what does that matter? So that, like there's there's no way to defend against the like insider trading aspects of it like across sports that seem to have no connection. Like if you randomly have a connection, like why are we, why are we why are we going to like dive deep into that? But if you are a college athlete at a school betting on your own on, on college athletics, I can honestly see why you don't want that. I have met plenty of athletes mm -hmm. from from Baylor through undergrad. And because of this or that, like the different conferences they have, like amongst student athletes inside of the Big 12 or, mm -hmm. or even like not just Big 12 conferences, but but broader, like kind of regional stuff or yeah. this or that. And like growing up through the recruiting scene, they know people who ended up going to different colleges and they stayed friends and and social media friends and all of that. The world you, is you, connected nonstop. <laughs> so you end up having access to all this information of other college athletes. So I can understand why you could hear like, hey, this person's having a really rough go of it. The mental, like their, their mental state's not great. They might, so they're like, they might affect their team's performance on that level. Like it, I, so I can see why you don't want a women's college basketball player betting on men's college basketball or on baseball or whatnot because they might know those people. They might right. know someone with a connection. But you want to tell me that they can't sit there and bet on the NFL. A, a women's college basketball player is not allowed to go bet on the NFL like any other average Joe in America. Wait, and that's another thing. Like, it, does... I guess I guess it's the fine line of placing a bet per like getting in a money league for fantasy. Like, is that are you saying you can't do that as well? Like, what is the? It, it just boggles my mind. And the crazy thing is, like, I'm not surprised. Like, like if 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 I'm a like, how are you going to stop this? Right? Like, I think it's unique how they were able to clamp down and track it so fast, but. Say if who's I'm, tracking it? That's another thing too. Like who's the ones that are tracking? Because if it's the NCAA, where no the bleep? Yeah, are, like where the bleep was no, this? No, no, there's no, no, no. They're not. There's no way. But if okay, so I'm a player, and you see this happen, right? Like if <laughs> if I'm some college kid on a campus with a hustler's mindset, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, okay, cool. I got this phone. Why don't you come over here to me? And I'll make the bet for you through my phone. And you're not gonna stop it, dude. Like, I just give me a little cut off of it, man. We can, we can, we're gonna run with this. Like, it, there's people, it's gonna happen. Like, you're not gonna stop this. But but something that was intriguing to me yesterday with another going back to Mac Rhodes on 365 Sports was he was asked about this. And is this something that like where does this rank upon NIL and all of the other concepts of that that presidents and athletic directors are having to deal with and he mentioned how like they could be under like, literally every team in the nation could be under investigation right now because iowa and iowa state didn't even know this that's something that blew my mind like how do you like is this something that you knew was coming in the long run and you've been running these like and who it goes back to what you're saying who the hell is running it yeah and maybe maybe it's more of a um like 
the gambling companies keep enough track and they've decided we're going to alert authorities because like the NCAA right. because it's not because they're trying to uphold integrity or anything. They don't want to lose money. Absolutely. Um, because the these people might have inside info, like I was saying. Like if they if college students are betting on, on other like college athletes are betting on other college yeah. athletes. Um but that just seems so weird to me. If it's about the bookies and the casinos protecting themselves and well you're already starting I, to see I, a lot of those like the DraftKings and FanDuel's who were doing those sponsorships of players or they like I believe LSU is uh has Caesars as part of a sponsor at at in the Death Valley like I think you're starting to see a lot more of them back off as well so it, it's just kind of like a weird entanglement of you've you've made it you've made gambling the forefront of everything but then you're having this and it's like well where's the where's the happy medium at like it, and that's something that i don't think we're going to see for quite some time and i would not be surprised over the next few months if we see probably about five to ten more stories like this come out across the nation because it's happening everywhere it's going to happen like dude go back and watch blue chips you ever seen blue chips no the, You've never seen just big of a basketball fan you are? You've never seen Blue Chips? Dude, you got to go watch Blue Chips. Badass movie. But the, the whole thing, dude, is like paying players to come to your school and then the point shaving. Like, this has been going. It's nothing new. It's not going away. It's just the next thing. And it, it's just, I think it's one of those things where you can you can put out, like, I, I don't know if, is it going to get to a point where you have to start revoking scholarships? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know what the punishment would have to be significant like what it significantly has to be to make people actually pay attention yeah and it's going to be really interesting to see a new generation of athlete come up with gambling being like fully fleshed out and legal Absolutely. in the u.s sports gambling that is um so that'll be something to keep an eye on because that that means it's not going away for probably at least another 10 years no. and by go away i mean like settle in get used to a status quo like there there will be plenty of ups and downs yeah. over these ne over this next decade probably when it comes to college athletics and, and sports betting um but i do think it's time to move on to um some picking some ups and downs in college sport betting because we're what? gonna pick some big 12 over unders here uh, in the next segment we're gonna talk betting after betting yeah let's do it let's bet on that yeah Ooh, i i like that let's bet Ooh. on that anyway that's up next on the college chaos podcast Welcome back into the College Chaos Podcast. Garrett Ross, Jack McKenzie here with you, and we are going to put a bow on this episode, talking a little You always want to put a bow on the episode. What if I don't want a bow? You don't want a bow? You want a ribbon? No, I want to finish with a bang. You want to finish with a bang? Finish with a bang. <laughs> well, we're going to finish with a bang here as we draft from the Big 12 over under. Only picking the bangers. Only picking the bangers. Nah, just, I don't know why I mean this weird. <laughs> Yeah, I think the Sudafed. I think I think the Sudafed no, finally kicked in. No, no, I don't think that's it at all. I think I'm just delirious. Probably so. You stay up all damn night editing. Look, not all of us can be a grandpa, <laughs> Garrett. What time you go to bed? Eight. Hey, I made it, bro. I made it through the second intermission of the Stars game last night. So it's probably how do you not. make it? How do you make it through the second intermission and not make it to the end? Because I was laying in bed. I was watching it on my phone, and um, yeah. So 
I thought hockey was like the most exciting thing to you. It is, but when my son won't allow, will not go to bed without me being there, and like it's just a whole damn fiasco. Anyway, a whole damn fiasco. fiasco. We'll just wait, Jack. Wait till you're older and have arthritis and children. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Stay put. Stay I'm put. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the idea here with this segment okay. uh, for the, for the viewers to figure this out um, is. Uh, all the over-under uh, lines on total wins were released by DraftKings Correct. Uh, earlier this week. And we are looking at the Big 12, and we are going to draft what our top bets would be. As in, if Garrett thinks the most likely thing to hit is, say, the Oklahoma under 9.5. It's up there. It's up there <laughs> for both of us. me off guard, girl. Um, I was like, what the hell is that? If for? Garrett thinks that is the most likely bet to hit, that should be his top pick. Okay. If I think that the, I don't know, let's see, the Kansas over 6.5 is right. the most likely thing to hit, that should be my top pick. Okay. I could also... Like, if he picks the Oklahoma under 9.5, I could turn around and say, no, I guarantee Oklahoma over. So, essentially, we have what, with 14 teams, we have 28 options. We are each going to draft our top three. Once it's off the board, it is off the board. I like it. All right. You want to go first? Nah, you got your first pick. You got your first pick. Let's see where you go with it. All right. I'm going to have to go Cincy number one under four. Since, whoa, Cincy under 4.5 is your number under one? 4.5 is going to have to be That's my number one. That's an upset of a first pick. Because, all right, so I'm looking at this. I think. Holy hell, Garrett. You, you Explain win the, it. All right, Explain so you win the first game, right? Okay, let's let's run through their schedule here. Blocks uh, of three? EK, yeah, so EKU, I guess that's East South. Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. So they've got Eastern Kentucky at home. They're at Pitt, and then they're home against Miami of Ohio. Okay, so that that Miami of Ohio threw a curveball on me again. You thought it was I Maryland? I thought it was Maryland once again. I feel like I did this the last time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Um, <laughs> so now that I'm looking at that, you know what? Screw it. I'll ride with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll stand by it. Yeah. Since, I, since Miami, Ohio got me again. Um, I will I will take the, Off I will the, take rails the so underdog early. here. And Off I will the rails so early. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll ride with Cincy going under four point. Okay, but l- let's hear some explanation. Uh, we'll dude, we'll, we'll right, accept so, that it's not Maryland. So you you were looking at two losses probably in those first I, three. I was looking at them going into the bye with at two and three. Bye at two and three. So the so heading into the bye out after those first three games, they've got Oklahoma at home and, and then at BYU, BYU on like a Friday. Yeah, I think. and then it, yeah, it is on a Friday. Then you've got a bye. Uh, then you have two back-to-back home games. That is good, but uh, they're against Iowa State, who at that point, what the hell are is Iowa State? Uh, and then you come to Baylor. Um, you're not beating Baylor. No, they Baylor. host Baylor. Yeah, they host Baylor, I mean. Uh, you're not beating Baylor. Um, I'm Even though I'm still kind of apprehensive on the Bears this season, that's not a win you're getting. Uh, Oklahoma State, I, I still don't see you beating the Pokes as, down, as whatever they're going to put on the table this year. Um, you haven't been able, I mean, other than when Fickle was there, that was the only time you really were able to beat UCF. Uh, you're not getting that win. Houston, I, I still am going to take the depth and Dana being familiar with the conference as a whole in that matchup. Um, West Virginia, you might be able to get them. Is Neil Brown even still the coach at that point? And there's going to be like, I, I don't know how big of a rivalry this is to them, but there, I feel like there's some that's rivalry aspect there. Like that, that's one. I th- 
Yeah, that seems like that's probably geography lottery rivalry at least. I mean. Yeah. And then they finish with Kansas. With Kansas, you're not beating Kansas unless Daniels yeah. is hurt and off the rails or I, something. I think Kansas over 6.5 is a pretty solid bet. That's I took not, that as well. That's not what I'm going with. All right, so uh, what do you got? So that's I, off the board. I really have to think that the uh, the Oklahoma under 9.5 is the best bet in the entire conference. I like that bet. I was when I so saw you're, that you're number, basically for me to lose, they they have to go ten and two. And as much as they were impressive against a really good Florida State team in the bowl game, which they still lost, yeah. And their non conference looks pretty freaking weak, weak because, but that I believe that's because they had to cancel a home and home with Georgia as they're heading into the SEC. Yeah. Um, so I'm not taking shots at OU for that. Um, and they sh- they they really should start off probably five and zero heading into the Red River game, but I don't think they're winning the Red River. I think Texas is the favorite. I think I think they're going to lose Red River. Then after that, they've got some interesting stretches. Um, well, not interesting. Stretch. They've got an interesting stretch, and they finish with TCU. They've got home against UCF mm-hmm. at Kansas at Bedlam. Yeah. I think they're dropping one of those. At least one of those. And then TCU at the end of the year, I don't know where TCU is going to be at the end of the year. It'll be interesting. But out of those four games, I don't think it's unheard of that they drop two of them. So, boom, there. Three losses. I think, I do think that is the safest bet. And I say the safest bet mm. because as much as I know some team in the middle is going to drastically under or overperform right. their yeah. line... Lord help me if I if my life depends on choosing which one is going to do what. You That's know what fair. I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like heading into this, I felt the safest bets are either going to be who's going to under on the highest win totals and who's going to over on the lowest lines. So that's where I went. I, I And I looked at Oklahoma. And I was like, boom, Oklahoma. I think Texas is going to hit. Uh, Texas is more likely to hit right. over 9.5 than Oklahoma is. So that's where I went. What's your number two pick? Oh, all right. Number two, I feel confident in. Oh, damn, dude. Uh, I'll take. This is not going to. Are you going over or under here? I, I was thinking I was going to go over. Ooh, we've got an over. All right, I'll do it. Shot in the dark. What the hell? Uh, give me Red Raiders. Texas Red Tech, Raiders over, over pa- seven point Paxton, five. Paxton was looking for that. Paxton knows. He already knows. I've told him. See, I've got the Raiders under 7.5, so I can't wait to hear this. All right. So, look, I think you're going to – obviously, you open up, you should win against Wyoming. Yep. Uh, Oregon, I am thinking that's a loss, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm following Uh, you. You're beating Tarleton. Yep. Two and one. You're going to beat West Virginia. Three and one. You're going to beat Houston. Four and one. You're going to beat Baylor. Ooh. You're going to beat Baylor. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, you are. Excuse excuse me. Real quick. After what happened last year – and then you have to come to Waco. That's fine. I trust Texas Tech this year more than I trust Baylor. As much as I don't think Baylor's looking great this year, I don't think they're lacking anything they had last year heading into this. And I don't see that kind of improvement out of Tech. I like 45 to 17. I don't see that much improvement and that much getting worse from Baylor to make up for that gap, along with being at Waco. It's not exactly like a tough place to come play, but 
it's tougher than being at home. I know. I'm just look. I'm I'm taking Texas Tech. You said that with so much certainty. I, I like am. I was with you up until that. <laughs> that totally derailed you on that one. Yeah, you lost me there. <laughs> That's fine. Because as much as I think Baylor could lose that game, it is a coin flip. I don't see it that way, but hey. Oh my. We, we will see. Oh That's why they play, my. right? Okay. That's why they line so, okay. Up. So you still have them at one loss then, and they're through uh, six games. They're through half their schedule. Yeah, I think that. Five and one heading into Kansas State. And you're going to lose that game. I feel like you're because of. I think you beat Baylor. I think, obviously, Joey coming back to Waco, Juice coming back, all of the connections. I just feel like that's a game, that's an energy game that's going to drain both teams. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes' night last year was supposed to be an well, that, energy that's game. That's cool. They, they, they shut the bed on that one. I don't see that happening two games in a row. But you know, if it does, hats off to Aranda, hats off to Baylor. I just don't see It's just see weird it. that you're chalking it up as, a, as an actual, like, a, I, you're, you're chalking it up easily as a win when you're like, I don't see them shitting the bed twice. Or it's like cool. They still have to win the game. That's fine. I think they beat okay. Baylor. And I, I, I don't want to hang us up too okay. much on this. I think you lose against Kansas State. I think you bounce back with BYU. You go into the bye. The Thursday At Provo and, you, and yeah, okay. The Thursday game with TCU is going to be interesting because you got to win two of these last four. Their last four are. TCU at home, at Kansas, UCF at home, at Texas. I think all right, if you have to win two, you're beating Kansas, you're beating UCF, you split it. Interesting. That's what that's that's how I see it. The amount of times where I'm like, they have to win this coin flip, this coin flip, this coin flip, this coin. I think they're winning seven games. Yeah. Not eight. That's fair. They have to win eight to hit the over. I think they win eight. Okay. Interesting. That's that was a really bold pick for that. That would place them as the third most valuable bet. I mean, that's where I, I, I look. I'm terrible at betting. Um, if it based on me, our terrible draft, that is the third most valuable bet. Hey, I'm taking it. Well, we got to go through these a little quicker because we're running out of time. All right. But I think my next one. Ooh, I, I don't want to give a, like a giveaway to you, but I'm either looking at the TCU over or the West Virginia under. Ooh, all right. So I. I think I'm, I'm going to take I'm with you on the I'm with you on West Virginia. I, I think I'm under. taking the West Virginia under. I think yeah, that that's, that's my official pick. Safest bet. West Virginia under is my second pick, fourth overall. Uh, Penn State loss, Duquesne win, so one on one. Pitt loss, so okay. I'm just going to count the wins because right. they have to get to five for me to lose this bet. Okay. Duquesne's a win. Yes. So that's one win. Penn State was a loss. Pitt was a loss. Tech's a loss. Yep, TCU's yep. a loss. Houston's a toss-up that I think Holgerson makes sure right, he, he wins. Houston's winning that game. So that's another loss. Uh, Oklahoma State, another toss-up. Like I'm going to start counting halves for the toss-ups. So I've got I've got two wins because two halves plus uh, okay. two toss-ups plus a Duquesne. Uh, UCF, I don't see them winning that game. BYU, I don't see them winning that game. Cincinnati. Uh, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Baylor. Like, I, where do the wins come from? Where, where are the wins for Mountaineers fans, bro? I, this might this, this might like have been three. my this probably should have been my top pick. Honestly, when I, I, I look they, at I it, like, oh, like three shoot. wins on the season. Honestly, how, how did how did I get this at, at the fourth pick? I don't know. It, how, how did we leave this on the board this long? Uh yeah, that's one where I totally messed up. I guess I'm just over pumping them Red Raiders out there, but we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. What What is your third uh, and final pick? We we've we've picked three unders and an over. Are you going to go with another under here? Uh, I think okay. Um, no, no, no. Your your pick. 
Whatever I know. the hell I, you I want. I have two that I'm kind of hung up on here. Um, it would either be the Iowa State taking – I'm taking the under on Iowa State, or I would take the over on Oklahoma State. The over on Oklahoma I'll, State. Just, I'll, you know what? I'm a, I'll, I'll just be the wild card be. player. And I'll ta- all right, I'm going to take Oklahoma State in here because – and I'll, let me explain it. Yeah. So – Obviously, we don't know what to expect with them, but I, think, I don't know where their roster's at these days. Exactly. So I think heading into the bye in week five, they're two and two. I think you beat your two FCS opponents. I think you lose to Arizona State, who is on the rise. You know what? I, they might be three and three one. And one cause I don't I, know which of those games they'll win. I, you know what? That, that's all right. So three Iowa and one State, feels like a safe bet, honestly. Yeah. Iowa State's a trip. That, okay. And you're going with the over. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, so that helps you. You get Iowa State. <laughs> you beat Iowa State. So you're three and one heading into the bye. Uh, you lose against Kansas State. State. I think you probably can lose against Kansas. So, then you, but then you're probably getting so two th- wins back this to back. Why, yeah. This is why I did it because that back half of their schedule is so favorable. You host Cincy. That's a win. Bedlam, you're going to get beat. You got uh, West Virginia. But that's also a pride thing. That's that's probably the last bedlam ever. Like they're in those last those last six. You've got West Virginia at uh you've got at West Virginia, Cincy, and at Houston. Those are all winnable games. Yeah, and I think all three of those. Where you know, where is Utah? I mean, BYU at that point at the end of the year. Uh and plus, you know, I they, they, they dropped those new uniforms today. They're, they're trying to get that oh, drip on point. They've so. got new uniforms? Yeah, it's Ooh. funny because they went like the old school when Barry Sanders were there. Yeah. So it's like the modern, but then they put Oklahoma State like, hey, don't forget us. We're still in the state. We're the school not going to the SEC. Please forget. Don't forget that we're here. That's a lot of words to put on a jersey. Yeah, but it was there, man. They made it fit. Like, <laughs> bro. It was just in there with that fine script. Oh, you know man. But no, so uh, I think that's that's where I'm at. Um, I, I struggle to, like, I can see them getting bulgeable. I do struggle to see them getting that seventh win, but I am definitely being a pessimist that, on, that, like, that, all the, of these the teams. The back half of the schedule, though, I, I think that and with Iowa State being the wild card game, they, um, that's kind of where to I'm To hit at. the over, I think they need to go three and one before they they're have by. To. They have to. But we'll see. So now I'm down to that TCU over still looking nice to me. I'm taking the under on the frogs, bro. but the Kansas over is also looking, I've got that looking as well. decent. For I have me. Kansas over as well. Um, or the Texas under. Oh, I've take, got, I I've got some the good under on Texas too. I don't think Texas is winning nine and a half games. I think you lose to Bama and you I lose, think to you Bama. lose to Bama state. I feel like they really have a legit shot at losing just one conference game, though. Dude, I don't like K-State and uh, TCU back-to-back. As much as I want them to lose to Bama, as much as Bama should be the favorite in that game, Bama's looking looking vulnerable this year. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. So for those reasons, I'm actually staying away from the Texas under 9.5. So now I'm looking at those two overs, TCU and Kansas. I'm going to take a quick look at Kansas' schedule before I make my final choice because I am the last choice here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Illinois will be an interesting one. That's I don't a, know. That's if, a toss-up. That's maybe. a toss-up, and that could really throw it all to to Helen back because they need to get to seven wins to hit the over. Um, but they're definitely starting out at least two and one. B- BYU, UCF, games like that, those are toss-ups. I actually have very Both feel very home, good about that Kansas beating Oklahoma State. I yeah, have a feeling. Yeah, I do too. Um, so then, I, so I've got those two wins early. I've got Oklahoma State. I've got, I went over Iowa State, went over Cincy. 
That puts me at, at five. Yeah. I think they can pick up a win over, say, Tech, UCF, or BYU, Illinois. or Illinois. Yeah. They only need to win two of those, two of those four. So let's take a quick look at TCU before I lock in Kansas. Okay. TCU's got Colorado, Nichols, Houston, SMU, West Virginia, Iowa State. That's their first half of Bro, half. They, should, they could be 6-0. and oh. They could be 6-0. and oh. And to say they won't pick up a win in their back six with uh, BYU at Kansas State, uh, at Tech, Texas, Baylor. That back and, half is brutal. And OU. It's a brutal back <laughs> half. Back half Absolutely brutal, brutal back dude. half. I think I got to go with Kansas just because they have a lower line. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a little tougher schedule, but I like the quarterback more. That's Hell for sure. Yeah. Like Daniels over Morris any day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to lock in Kansas over as my final pick. So I've got the Oklahoma under, the West Virginia under, and the Kansas over. You had... Oh, God. I had Cincinnati under. I had... Tech over. Tech over, and I had um, Oklahoma State over. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you're more optimistic than me with the overs. Yeah. But uh, those, those are our six... Six favorite bets right now for the Big 12 over-unders. I think we both shied away mostly from going for the middle of the pack I think you as much to, as we dude. can <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's what this conference is jam, about. <laughs> it's it's crazy like that. But, hey, if you're in for crazy, you're in for the chaos, keep tuning into the College Chaos Podcast here on the Crystal Ball College Football Channel on YouTube and uh, take a look at the other stuff in the 365 Sports family, like the 365 Sports main talk show where they'll be covering the latest on realignment as it all sorts itself out this summer. Give them a follow on Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, us at, call, at College Chaos Pod. You can find Garrett at at Garrett at underscore Garrett Ross. There we go. And I am at uh, Jack Mac 1998. Uh, Garrett, you got anything to add? I would say uh, go over to college basketball on the 365 Sports channel uh, where King McClure, former Baylor star, current ESPN analyst, has a new show out. Uh, it's called King's Court. Uh, we're going to be dropping about three episodes a week. Uh, he has one out right now over Bronny James and the commitment to USC. Go check that out. He has tremendous insight and knowledge that most people do not in the nation. Yeah, former D1 basketball player here at Baylor. And he is still currently playing the game. Three-on-three -three tournaments going around the world. So his insight is very reputable, and he brings the heat. So go check out Kings Court. Anyway, thanks y'all for tuning in. This has been the College Chaos Podcast. Peace.